Happy New Year and welcome to the fourth episode of the Mercer County Podcasting Club. We certainly are glad that you have tuned in to listen to what we have for you this month. My name is Rusty Ruggles and we have another great episode lined up for you for the month of January. Our first segment will be our student talk with Griffin Kernan, Emma Melgren, Callie Searing, and Kirsten Benson. And they will all be talking about the stresses of being a senior and all the things that they've got to do in their senior year to prepare for the next chapter. They'll also be telling us about what they have planned in the future, and we are certainly excited to hear that. Our second segment will be our own Mia Hillier. She will be interviewing Miss Lindsay Bigley, who is in charge of the Mercer County Soaring Eagles program. That is a program that has uh, before and after school programs here at Mercer County High School. And she'll be telling us all about those and how COVID has affected her job. Our last segment will be once again Griffin Kernan, and he will be interviewing our freshman, Colin Melgren, and they will be going over all the things about being a freshman and how great it is. And Griffin will be grilling Colin on all kinds of different things, and it will certainly be entertaining. So there you go, and thank you for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe, share this to your friends and all that good stuff, and enjoy the fourth episode of our Mercer County Podcasting Club. All right, welcome everyone, and this is our first segment of our first podcast of 2021, and we are actually recording this in December, but we know that this will be listened to on 2021. It's hard to believe that the Podcast Club, this is their fourth episode. We certainly thank everybody for um, listening today, and with us this morning on our podcast talk, we have Emma Melgren. Hello. We have Callie Searing. Hi. We have Griffin Kernan. Hey, guys. And we have remotely Kirsten Benson. Say hi, Kirsten. Hello. She's there. She's there. So what did you guys think about 2020? You, it was your favorite year or your <laughs> – like, I don't think anybody's going to say that. 2020, give me, your, give me a quick report. What do you think? Well, honestly, if a year gets a red X crossed out on the cover of Time magazine, it's probably not a good year. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, that red X only has belonged to a few other people, including when Hitler was killed in Nazi Germany, when the Soviet Union <laughs> fell, and now 2020. All right. Kirsten, what did you think about 2020? I thought it was super interesting. I think that, um, you know, it's something that we'll always be able to, like, tell our grandkids about. And, um, you know, hopefully we've all learned something from this year, but it kind of sucked, to be honest. So... <laughs> Hopefully 2020 is better, you know? Yeah. So Kirsten went from interesting to sucked. Callie, what did you think? I think it kind of just like scrambled my brain because I don't remember any of the summer. I don't remember doing anything. And it was all pretty much just a big blur. Isn't and it funny how quick it went? Yeah. Like this yeah. year kind of went fast. Mm -hmm. And it's weird saying that because it was such an awful year. But it kind of like slowed down like near the end because like, we went back to our thing kind of, but I just, I joke a lot about not remembering things because I don't, <laughs> but I genuinely do not remember like any of the summer. Right. Emma? I a new scenario for everyone, like something we weren't ever used to, like a pandemic wearing mask, a virus being out. Which really killed my vibe, like, all year. Right. Like, on top of that, we were supposed to have our senior year this year. Like, I understand the seniors last year had lost their three months, and their last three months. And they didn't have a graduation, and they didn't have a prom. But we didn't have a football season. The band didn't have their mm -hmm. marching band season. We didn't have a volleyball season, basketball, homecoming. And it's to be seen to where if that's going to happen in the spring or not, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I like to be hopeful, but yeah. I'm not going to be gullible. Well, when Kristen says that it's interesting, I really do think that it's interesting to view a couple things. Number one, we're all used to getting our way for the most part, right? Yeah. And this has limited us on us getting our way, and you can see how people deal with that. Sometimes people deal with it like, okay, well, we'll just kind of roll with the punch and do whatever. And sometimes people don't deal with it really good. 
you know, <laughs> they, they act out and it's like really interesting to see how that all works out. So, um, yeah, you've had to, it, it's really been interesting and, and Kirsten's right too. You're going to be able to tell your kids that was a really crazy year, but now it's 2021 and we like to make new year's resolutions. I do. Mine are kind of always the same, but let's start like Emma, start with you. Like Tell me something for 2021 that you're going to do differently to make you a better person. Not that you're a bad person. <laughs> well, I don't like necessarily have one in mind, but I'm definitely going to try to make the most of my days. Like right now, honestly, I'm just trying to pass, like just trying to graduate. <laughs> I'm not trying to make memories. I'm just trying to go to school, get my stuff done, go home. But I'm hoping like next year, like things are a bit more normalized mm -hmm. because while I can like slouch and sulk in this, mm -hmm. I really want to try to make memories my senior year. So number one, your resolution is to graduate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Callie, what's yours? I should probably try harder in school. I do not have a good grade in calculus, but. You just interviewed Hucky on the last episode. That never came out. Oh, calculus that. calculus isn't um Hucky's class. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Kenny's, but okay. my New Year's resolution probably should be to get rid of my caffeine addiction. Mm. But <laughs> that's probably not gonna happen because I wake up early most days of the week. Yeah. Griffin, what about you? Everyone's heard this tired trope before, but I'm going to get back in shape this year. Now, <laughs> hear me out first. Okay. Normally, I'm used to being in shape around this time of year because of wrestling season. I have to be in shape. Otherwise, you don't perform nearly as well as you think as you could have if you're not conditioned. But um, I haven't been able to get out and exercise as much. I haven't been able to um, shed as many pounds as I'd like. And or even just have access to a gym that's not on school property um, during uh, this pandemic. Now... I understand that um, there's a reason why things are closed, but if I have anything I want to do better in 2021, it's that I want to figure out how to do this more independently and without the need for a gym or a workout space. Um, I've already noticed some more adverse effects on my health as a result of um, a longer period of inactivity, and that's just something I want to curb, not just in 2021, but for the rest of the future. Well, I think you look great. Well, it's not. Sometimes looks are deceiving, aren't okay. they? Okay, all right. Sometimes what you can't see—that's what my is, wife always tells. Is somebody me. carrying a fat tire? That's true. That's true. Kirsten, what about you? New Year's resolution? Um, I think that my New Year's resolution this year is to learn how to be like more independent. You know, I'm mm -hmm. turning eighteen. I'm, you know, I need to learn like how to save money and do taxes and Ooh. you know i'm gonna be going to college and taking out loans probably so mm -hmm. i just feel like i need to kind of grow up next year and kind of learn how to be an adult almost. She, she wants to get control over like. finances yeah that's a good one mine every year and this seems silly is to listen to more music because i get in a habit i do music all the time and so when i get home or, or to practice my saxophone more i never practice my saxophone and so because I, I play here, you know, and when I get home, that I don't want to do that. So I do other things. When I listen to music, I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. I should do this more. And then I listen to a podcast or I listen to something else. I need to listen to more music. I say it every year. I'm not going to go the diet route, Griffin, like you. But, okay, um, you guys are all seniors. And the senior year is interesting in that there are a number of stresses with getting a, you know, applied for a school, trying to get scholarships, trying to do all this. Kirsten, what's one of the biggest stresses for you as a senior planning your um, college I stuff? Think, I think one of the biggest stresses for me was applying to college. You know, I had no idea if they were going to have college next year. Um, we took our SATs in October. So that added a lot of stress because, you know, the scores didn't come out until November. So you didn't have a lot of time, you know, to fix your score or change your score um, before, you know, application deadlines are due. Right. And so 
I think that was really stressful for me just because I kind of felt like if you don't apply to colleges right now, you're not going to go to college and then you're not going to have a good college. Like your life is just all, all filtered now. <laughs> right. From like this one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Griffin, what about you? I'll agree with Kirsten that the most difficult part of my senior experience has been applying to college and not just applying to college, but finding the time to do all my application work um, among my schoolwork. This year I've had a pretty hard course load at school. I have um, three dual credits I'm taking this year, all of them which I love. But the fact of the matter is that the coursework is a lot. There's a lot, there's a lot of coursework we're doing this semester. And trying to fit in um, doing, some, doing my college uh, application work along with it was difficult. Are you planning to, like you're going to test on these AP courses too, right? To tr- try no. to get credit for some of those or they're not, they're not doing that because of COVID? These are not AP courses. These are dual credit courses oh, through Blackhawk College. All right, all right. But yeah, I did take AP Euro last year and it was a really good experience. Mm-hmm, that's good. I'm not taking any actual AP courses this year. I'm taking community college courses. Right. Um, the application process is very brutal. Like, I didn't just do this this year. I've been working on the application process since last year and a little bit of the, it will be my sophomore year too because I was aiming for a very competitive program mm-hmm. that I, um, and I'll tell you, it's stressful. Like um, my first, like I only got the test um, one time for my ACT and I got a really good score, but it just wasn't the score I wanted and I really sulked and worried about that for a while mm-hmm. on my college admissions. I also sulked and worried about writing my essay which even though it's only 650 words, no, knowing what you're going to say to college, the college um, admissions office, which that might be your only chance to express any part of your personality directly to them, might is a very difficult task to do. Right. Callie, what about you? What stresses you out? Um, well, I've applied to like a couple colleges, but there's this one I really want to go into and it's hard to get into. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm actually going to, like, get accepted, but... When do you think you'll find out? Um, It's actually the 21st. It's coming up. Yeah, and I'm, like, really scared because this is the college I want to go to. Mm-hmm. But, like, I wrote a good essay for it, right? But I just... It's hard to get into, and I'm scared. <laughs> and... I don't know what I'm going to do if I don't get accepted. Always have a plan B, plan C. Emma, what about you? I think it's, I mean, for me anyways, colleges don't really stress me out. Like, I've already applied to my colleges and, like, decided where I was going to go. So it's not the colleges that stress me out, but it's just, like, every day. I mean, it might be because of the classes I took. I just feel like every day, like, I have another big assignment coming up. Like, there's never a break. Right. And while I'm trying to get the best grades as possible, the thing that stresses me out the most is, like, that I'm wasting my time in Mm -hmm. high school and that I'm going to have to become an adult. And I'm never going to get that time back. So I don't... You have lots of time. (laughs) You have nothing but time when you get it, you know. You guys, I think this is something that's important to say to all of you, and I hope all seniors listen to this podcast. Any decision that you make, I know that you think is really important. Like, Callie, a good instance is what you said. You said... If I don't get into this school, I don't know what I'm going to do. Every decision that you make is going to work out. As long as you work hard and do good things, nothing can come wrong of that. And so just because you might not get into that school, you can go to another school and do the same thing. But in your head, you've got it that that's how my success route works, you know, and that's not necessarily the case, you know. You got something to say, Griffin? Yeah, actually, that reminded me of something um, one of my friends at my um, new school had said. So, over the so the last weekend, I was accepted into the school that I'd um, worked to get into for the last couple of years. That'd be Grinnell College in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And I ta- was talking to one of my um, who's going to be future classmates. Um, I've known him for a while, and um, he said well, something really, really interesting that I think that anyone, any senior on here, should hear. It's that once you get in the college, the name of and the and the and the prestige does not matter anymore. Right. What matters is doing your best and getting good grades. Mm-hmm. That's what matters at that point. Nothing yeah. else. Yeah, that's true. So everyone, so if you have your one college you want to get into, that's great. Mm-hmm. Aim for that. I'm not saying I'm not saying not to, but what I am saying is that it's just not as important once you actually are in. So Griffin, that was my the last question we have for student talk is. 
you know, what is your college that you want to go to? What do you want to do for your future plans? And you said, I mean, you'd been working hard to get into Grinnell College. And that's a hard college to get into, and you got in, and we're so all super proud of you. Tell me what you want to major in when you get to Grinnell. Well, I want to major in political science and possibly a second major in philosophy with a pre-law track. Um, am I, I going to see you on CNN as like a person <laughs> that like has something to say about the thing that's going on? Hopefully not. I, I really, hope so. I really hate the um, um, punditry. Or of, any of news station, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you might see that, but it, I won't be a common appearance. I really hate punditry in okay. the media, and that's just something I want to avoid entirely. All right. My advice to you is be careful with what you get involved in. I could see you get involved in a ton of stuff and then like running yourself ragged. Well, that's why I already do it here in high school. <laughs> I know it. That's what I'm like. You, you do a lot of stuff. Kirsten, what are you planning on doing with your future? Um, I plan on attending University of Illinois and majoring in their brain and cognition. Um, their, that's their, one of their majors there. And then minoring in psychology. And my hope is to see the connect between um, physical damage of the brain and how that affects people psychologically and how that changes, you know, the way their brain works and like their personality and their memory and stuff like that. That is quite the answer. Callie, what about you? Where do you, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? I want to go to the Colorado School of Mines. It's um, a school that is based around engineering mm -hmm. and all that. And I want to do civil engineering, which is like construction and stuff. Sure. I, I think that stuff is really interesting. Yeah. And, you know, when, like when we did the track project, I never thought that the civil engineering was that big of a deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. And like here's, for instance, where does the water go? You know, and I've never thought about that, but that's a major deal when they're doing a project. Yeah. Like any street or like where's the water go when it rains? Emma, where do you want to, where do you want to go and what do you want to do? Um, I'm going to... I'm at uh, Minnesota State University, Mankato, and I thought I had it figured out of what I wanted to do. Like, I wanted to do something in the pharmaceutical rep field, but I don't know. I don't think I've found something that I feel like fits me the way it should. Well, you have time. Yeah. You know, it's not like you have to have it decided right now. I would say that you probably should get it figured out by the end of your freshman year, you know, but you have, you have time. For that, but something in that pharmaceutical world, you think? Yeah, but luckily at MSU they have like a test that they make all freshmen take, and it's a program for one. They make you take a test, like even if you have your major decided, and it helps to see like where you where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are, right? And what jobs you would excel in, mm -hmm. and then like they say, oh, here's jobs we think you might excel in, and this might help you, right? And they have, like, a undecided program. So that was something I really liked about there because I'll be able to, like, see what I sure. am good at. Yeah, that's great. Well, it sounds like you guys all have good plans, you know. I think from a teacher, and I'm speaking for all the teachers probably, um, one of the most fun things for us is to see what you guys do with your futures. And I've been doing this long enough, so that's really fun to watch you guys grow up and go do all your successful things and of course, as a, it's not really a joke. I kind of joke about it. But my plan, like I need you seniors to go off and get these great jobs and then give me perks. So I need someone to be a mm -hmm. hotel rep so I have a resort to go to for free. I need a, uh, a, a chef to give me more food, which I think happens like in town. My weight gain is a cause of that. But anyway... It's so much fun to watch you guys grow up, and um, we're certainly excited for all you seniors to go off and do your stuff. Well, that's all the time we have for today. That goes fast. Time flies when you're having fun. We want to thank everybody for listening to our episode <laughs> four of our podcast. Kirsten, say goodbye. Yep. Hey, Bye, everybody. Just a real quick, how do you like remote learning? You've been quarantined. How is it? It's harder than going to school because, okay, because, like, you, like, get distracted Right. Because, like, your dad will be watching TV or something, and you're like, oh, I like this show. And then you're like, oh, wait, <laughs> I'm at school. Mm -hmm. I'm doing stuff. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. that is a thing. Okay. Again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Everybody say goodbye. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. All right. And we'll hope to uh, see you on the next podcast. Thank you very much.
Hi, this is Mia Hillier with the Mercer County Podcast Club. I am joined here with uh, Lindsay Beagley, who's in charge of the Soaring Eagles program. And um, we're just going to talk a bit, talk about um, some things today. And I have a few questions. So the first question I'm going to bring up is, um, tell me where you're from and where you went to school. I am from Atkinson, Illinois, which is part of the Geneseo School District. So I went to Geneseo High School and graduated in 2011. And after that, I went to Western, and that is where my fiance is from. So that's why it takes me here today. All right. And so... um. What brought you to Mercer County since obviously like this is such a small town and there just has to be a reason? Yeah, I um I met my fiance now when we were all in high school. It was at the Erie basketball tournament. I don't know, I think we were maybe junior juniors in high school when we first met and we went to Texas Roadhouse, so <laughs> You know, that's all fun and dandy. And then after that, um, after high school, I went to Western, like I said before, and Tanner and I both went there. And after graduation, we moved to Seton. And he's originally from here, so it was nice to have, like, family around that we knew. And now we live here in Alito, and it's been great. I love it. It is a small community, which I think that's what I like most about it. Every, everyone's super friendly, nice, and... It's a good school district to be in. Yeah, that's good. Um, and so I had mentioned before, you're in charge of the Soaring Eagles, pro- Eagles program. And so for people who don't know what that is, uh, could you explain that to us, like what exactly you do and what this is? So the Soaring Eagles program is a grant that is funded through the Regional Office of Education, number 33 in Monmouth. And it's a grant na- known as the Nita M. Lowey 21st Century Community Learning Centers Grant. So it's a mouthful. (laughs) And we just call it Soaring Eagles program here to go off of the high school mascot. And we are really here to help provide academic assistance and programming activities outside of regular scheduled school hours. So I would say before and after school, but that seems like it's kind of, you know, like you're in elementary. Mm -hmm. So any after school time, um, we provide those activities just to help enhance the school day and provide activities for kids that they can take on outside of, you know, once they graduate and into like the real world. Yeah, you've actually, this is, the podcast club is actually a part of that. So you've helped um, get this started and all of us like, are pretty like psyched that you did that because this is pretty cool and I know that like everyone who's in this like really loves it and stuff um and so thank you for that and thank you Ruggles for that as well um so back to the questions um let's see what are some of the biggest challenges for the Soaring Eagles I would think, so this is my second year going into the grant. This was also here five years before me. And I think one of the biggest challenges is just working around a lot of the student schedules and awareness, really. I mean, you know, you guys are all in high school and you have jobs, you have sports on a typical normal year, um, band, um, um, all the arts. And it's really just getting kids interested in wanting to stay and finding out what they enjoy. So this podcast is awesome that, you know, something new, something that it's really a popular thing with adults and kids. So I think Mm -hmm. it's it's great that we have that now. So thanks, Mr. Ruggles. (laughs) And um, I guess that's a those are challenges with just, you know, other prior engagements that we have to face and. This year, especially with COVID, it allows or it hinders us to be able to meet in person for a lot of things, mm-hmm. and it kind of takes the fun out of what we do. But I'm I'm very thankful we have a lot of great staff and teachers that are willing to continue to meet with kids via remote um, to keep that going. I think when this came about, 
I mean, I think you were just in the same room as when I was talking about doing something like this. And I forget, I mean, I kind of wanted to do something like this and I couldn't come up with the funds to get the right equipment for it. I mean, I had some of it, but we have this roadcaster, which allows us to do all this. And I think you just overheard it and then said, well, why don't we do this? Yeah. And within two weeks or so, we had it all kind of going and moving in the right direction. Yeah, you had the great idea, and I just happened to be in Miss Hesse's room. And right, that's where it was. It was mm-hmm. a great idea to start about when you least expect them. Well, I think we've always started. We've always thought about doing a tech thing here at the high school because there's a lot of opportunities there. And these kids, like Mia, I think one of the things that you're thinking about doing in the future is doing production or doing some yeah. t- or you know something in the in the media world. Yeah, yeah, and you know any little thing. I'm still learning things every day with this stuff. You know, and I think it's important to, you know, start that at a young age. Because what do you want to do when you grow up? I, there, <laughs> I've had so many thoughts, honestly. Um, I'd like to, like, study journalism and stuff to, like, get, like, that kind of knowledge and whatnot. But then, like, also this helps with being able to interact with people and, um, like, interview people. Because mm-hmm. I want to, like, like... I've thought about like just being a news person, being like, "Hey, so what do you think of the weather today, or something?" And this helps me. <laughs> this helps me do that and stuff, and like be able to talk to people and like get used to it and everything. So I think that this has like benefited me very much, honestly. Um, I know that like um, the other people in the podcast club. I don't know what they're doing specifically, but they just enjoy it and everyone is just really good with all of this like talking and then Brennan's good at all the tech stuff and pressing buttons. Pretty sure he's going to press buttons for a living. So (laughs) good, like in a, in a good way, not like pressing people's buttons. (laughs) Anyways, that went weird. Um, (laughs) So another question we have for you is um, what clubs or groups will you be sponsoring for the upcoming second semester well that's a good question I think that we're always open for any type of clubs or groups activities that students are interested in we're never we never want to close our limitations on that and we really want to find what students are most interested in. And especially we want something that is going to bring college and career into it and things that will help advance them into their future. So if anyone ever has any great ideas listening to this today, Mm -hmm. then I would say, let me know because I, um, I I'm hoping that we're going to be able to meet more in person and, and do more activities, but we'll see what 2021 brings. Yeah. And another thing, like, I know that this whole corona thing has, like, limited the in-person thing. But at the same time, I feel like this has kind of been beneficial to the Soaring Eagles because nowadays we can't have sports as much. So then a kid would be like, hey, I can't, like, have my season, so what else should I do? And then they could be like, oh, well, here's this. Like, I could do this since I don't have this, you know. I feel like that would be – that's, like – really cool about Corona, but, like, kind of sucks because sports are cool, too. But, I mean, I don't really play many sports, so I don't care. But other people do. No, and I I think that it's gotten, you know, I take the the temperatures every morning, and obviously there's, you know, I can't have long conversations, but at least I get to see the kids' faces and Mm. have a little bit of interaction, you know, at least a little bit, because otherwise I'd be in my tiny square office Mm. and, not having much, but I, you know, we are in the library now, um, three days a week. And sometimes I feel bad because everyone's just working so hard and trying to get all their stuff done. I'm like, well, this isn't super fun. Sorry guys. But I, uh, I think that it's, you know, I, I do enjoy this job and there's a lot of, there's a lot of roller coaster riding this year, Yeah, but we'll get through it. Yeah. So, um, let's veer to another subject here. Um, we've been talking a lot about um, just, like, what your job is and, like, corona and everything. So let's just go to the more fun subject that is coming up, which we are going to be taking two weeks or something off of school for, which is Christmas. My mm. favorite time of the year because it's when I get to eat chocolate all the time. <laughs> two weeks straight. What's your favorite kind of chocolate? Oh, 
Mm. Goodness. So all of it. Just Reese's. Ghirardelli sea salted caramel. Ghirardelli? Yeah. Oh. oh so good. Those what Christmas about? trees? Those Reese's? Yes. Ooh, those are any, good. Any Reese's, though, really. Like, okay. I just, I work at Target, so I'm like, wow, oh. I'm going to get this candy. So do you work at the Target? Well, I we probably don't want everyone knowing, but do you work at one that has Starbucks in it? Yeah. Because what's your favorite Starbucks drink? That's what we oh. got to know. I, well, I like iced coffee, but I don't get iced coffee there because I don't know how to order it because I'm, I just don't know things. So I end up getting frappes and I get the mocha cookie crumble. It's so good. It's like diabetes in a cup though, but it's delicious. Is there any caffeine or is that just all sugar? You know, it's probably all sugar, (laughs) but I'm fine with it. I mean, do you get something better than that? Because mine's just all sugar. No, I'm just plain. I just get iced coffee. Nothing. Nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Like, what is it? Is it flavored or is it just straight black iced coffee? <laughs> uh, not not that straight uh, as far as I had to add a little bit in there. But if it's in the summer, I get vanilla. Mm-hmm. If it's in the winter, I get peppermint. So mm. Ooh, peppermint would be so it's good. pretty good. I love coffee. Anyways, <laughs> so um, Christmas. What do you want for this Christmas this year? So this is a kind of a tough question because I didn't give any ideas to anyone this year. Mm-hmm. It was kind of, yeah, I just, I wasn't sure um, because we're doing a lot of house remodels. So I was like, well, I guess like tools. Um, I really want one of those Roombas that mm-hmm. just automatically goes and vacuums. But that's like, that's like really getting to the adult. Like I'm like, yeah, you know, it's no, no longer the fun tennis shoes and sweatshirts yeah. and all that jazz. So nothing super exciting. I'm, I'm excited to be surprised this year, I guess. Yeah. yeah. What that's about you? Um, honestly, I, since, since I do work at like a store and I'm around literally everything, the clothes do excite me. But now that I am 18, adult things are starting to excite me too. Honestly, seeing the plates and all the silverware, I'm like, oh, I want it. Because I just want to decorate, but I don't have my own house. I live in my mom's house. So I can't buy silverware and be like, hey, mom, we're redoing the whole kitchen. It's going to my my rules now. You're going to be one of those that collects teacups and plates and stuff? Yep. My Order? future oh, husband no. better get ready for that. My wife does that. (laughs) I love it. Is she a hoarder? Is that what you're saying? It's not hoarding, (laughs) but you know, you go to these antique places, you know, and she says, we're going to the antique store. And I said, you mean the junk shop, (laughs) but you know what? She finds some decent things and some of the stuff is worth something, I guess, to somebody somewhere, not me, but yeah, it's, it's a thing. Well, at least you're going with her, spending quality time together. That's true. It's always quality time. (laughs) (laughs) If she listens to this, she's going to laugh when we say that. Um, One of the things I wanted to point out about, like what you were talking about before, you know, I think I was talking with some seniors the other day about, oh, it was actually on the student talk segment that people probably have already listened to. You never know when you're going to come across the thing that you really like to do. Like, what's, what's your major? Like, what was your major at Western? So my major was recreation, park and tourism administration, Mm -hmm. and that's a huge broad field. So my emphasis was in event planning with a minor in marketing. So I, I love it. It, RPTA is what it's more generally known as, and it's an amazing field and there's so much, so many opportunities depending on which avenue you want to take with that. So I, I've enjoyed it and I would recommend it to, to students that, um, you know, want to take that path. Yeah. And there's a, there's a talent to it. I mean, there's a lot of things you got to think about when you're, when you're planning things like that. And, but with that being said, you never thought you'd be doing this. No, I, uh, <laughs> no, I never did. I, I, we lived out in St. Louis for a couple years and I worked at a bank. So it was, you know, just a, kind of like a checklist Excel on that. I actually do enjoy that, but I like the freedom of creating my own type of program and, as far as coming into it with it already being here for five years, there was things that were already here that I just kind of took over, but it gives me the freedom to do what I want with it and have those family events or have that creation where the students want a podcast club. And yeah. Mr. Ruggles says, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I, well, what I was getting at is that you want to find the thing that, I mean, 
I never wake up in the morning not wanting to come to work. Mm -hmm. I mean, some days are more work than others, but that's what you need to look for. And Mm -hmm. maybe this is it. And so, you know, there's that moment in your life, whether you're in fifth grade or eighth or whatever, where you find out that's what I want to do. If I could somehow figure out a way to get paid for something like that, that would be great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that'd be wonderful. And some kids, usually when I ask them that question, they're like, I want to get paid to play video games. (laughs) I'm like, okay, there's, that's not going to happen. It is a major though. Yeah. Um, But we have a graduate of Alito high school. That is the head editor for the judge Judy show. And you know, yeah. Wait, what? When was that? Well, he's been there for a long time. Really? Yeah. I, I actually, I went out and visited him and I was on two episodes yeah. Were you the no. judge or no, the juror? Not. No. Were you the defendant? No, I was too worried because did I didn't realize I needed nice ticket? clothes. And so he brought his and they did not fit. And the, they were really small. And so I was sitting in the, in the first row behind the defendant. And I was uncomfortable in these small clothes. Can we get the Judge Judy like, sound, sound to this? <laughs> right, right, right. But anyway... This, I mean, this is that type of stuff and he's Mm -hmm. making a living off of doing all that stuff. And I think, you know, you just never know. Maybe he will be Judge Judy at the end. You know what? She's one of the most wealthy television personalities out there. She gets paid a lot of money to do that. I'm talking like, I'm you'd have to look it up to see what her last deal was, but I know it was over $70 million. Wow. Did you get a cut for being on? No, <laughs> actually those, well, those people get paid those people out in Cali. That's a lot of them do that. They're just extras on all these shows. And all they do is they sit there, they dress up and they sit there and they get paid, you know, whatever, $75 a day. It's a good gig right there. Me, <laughs> Maybe me that's what you want to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> me and a friend were in uh, St. Louis. We we're going to a Cardinals game and our Uber driver, he just to make conversation like, Oh, Hey, you know, is this what you do for a living? And he's like, Oh no, actually I was an actor in the show um dynasty no way and I was like, no we're, we're like you know my friend we're like no there's no way you're like she's like no here so you show me pictures yeah i'm like oh okay so you just like do this fun yeah just you know just give me something <laughs> to do cool hmm. all right you never know i guess yeah. uh, that's the thing you just you never know what's uh, a hard business yeah uber or or uber <laughs> either of them gotta be hard yeah once you fail as an actor you just uber right yeah you know yeah. Okay, well, thank you for talking with us today. Um, this has been the Mercer County Podcast Club. This is Mia Hillier with um, Lindsay Beagley. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome back to the pod. I'm Griffin Kernan and today we are back in the studio. Um, and today we are going to explore the interestingly fascinating scenario of beginning high school as a freshman during a global pandemic. He's a basketball player and also rare freshman member of the jazz band. My next guest shows great athletic, musical, and academic promise as a freshman, yet has had to learn the ropes through unmitigated circumstances. Just as a freshman student trying to make his way through it all during a global catastrophe, please welcome friend of the pod, Colin Melgren. Colin, how are you? Good. Oh my goodness, what an intro. Yeah, I try. <laughs> I try. I try to flatter you when I get in here. I am flattered. So you ready for my first question? Yep. All right. So first of all, congratulations on making jazz band as a freshman. Yeah, I, I was... tried and couldn't do it, but <laughs> I'm glad you did. Yeah, I was super excited about that. Mr. Will... Ruggles told me, and I was just like... Oh, I was running around the house that day. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, I just wanted to ask you um, because you do play like a you play and practices um a little different than it used to be. Um, so I wanted to ask you how you've adjusted to this new schedule. How do you fit in time to practice with everything now that the pandemic screwed up um, um, meetings and whatnot? Uh, are you talking about like saxophone practicing? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, honestly. The pandemic has given me a lot more time just to, like, practice by myself. And it's been fun to practice by myself, but at the same time, like, I'll usually pull up a recording on my phone of the music I'm listening to, and I'll try to play along with that. And that usually works, but it's better to play with a bunch of people than by yourself because sometimes it gets really lonely. (laughs) Yeah, I've been on remote band um, the entire semester, and I will have to say that 
my um my playing has suffered as a result because I'm not there with the whole band. The whole band kind of makes a better a better player. Yeah. And I've noticed it's especially the case with jazz band kids um, that they become much better players because they are with the whole entire band. They're rehearsing together, and you just don't get that during COVID, unfortunately. Yeah. But it looks like you're making the best of it. Yeah. So do you have like what are some specific specific things you're trying to do to make sure that you're um that you're still on top of your game? Oh. I just try to make sure, like, I bring my saxophone home every weekend. Or sometimes if I'm really struggling with something, I'll bring it home during the weekdays. Or sometimes I'll just bring it home for fun. And then I try to practice at least 30 minutes every day, er, every time I have my saxophone home, if possible. Yeah, that's great. It sounds like you're a responsible kiddo, unlike <laughs> a few kids like me. All right. So my second question for you. Is um, Now, I'm a wrestler, so I really don't pay too much attention to the basketball side of things very often. I spend more time making fun of the basketball kids than actually paying attention to what they're doing. But just like uh, just like us, you have uh, had your season delayed, possibly canceled this year. So I just wanted to ask you, um, since you're in the same boat as we are, how have you? Um, how has your team changed to accommodate the new COVID procedures? Like, how are you guys practicing, or if you are at all? Uh, we're not practicing whatsoever, but sometimes our friends will get together and we'll go to, like, an open park or something. Like, at the water tower, they completely redid the hoops, and so we'll practice over there. Like, we'll do, like, four people, and we'll play on two-on-twos, or sometimes we'll sit out and do 1v1s, and those are pretty fun. So you guys keep it up with your drills, or are you just guys mostly scrimmaging? We're mostly scrimmaging. Yeah, that's um, important to do. Um as far as wrestling is concerned, um, we used to have um, some contact days, and we really couldn't actually get into the contact bit of it. We couldn't actually do a lot of rival wrestling, so we did a lot of drills. I'm glad to see that's the opposite for basketball because I've understood through my um, own athletic experience that mimicking the game or the match itself is uh, much more uh, efficient at training you than just doing drills. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of lost my train of thought with that one. No, <laughs> no, it's okay. It's totally okay. Um, we can move on to my third question. I mean, now that, guys, was a professional freshman moment. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, so you're a freshman this year, which means that during a normal school year, um, you get booed at homecoming and you can stand up at the first bell. Oh, do I get to get booed right now? Boo. <laughs> Where's the boo? Shout out to Brennan Fluette. Do we even have a boo? No. We don't. Well, I thought I had one. I, no, you didn't. Okay, right. <clears throat> so you are a freshman, which means during a normal school year, you get booed. Boo. And you'd also stand at the first bell, which you have to this year. But starting high school is always going to be challenging. I mean, I was in your same position about three years ago. Um, in what ways have you thought that high school is more difficult this year, the transition, than a normal school year? Well, honestly, with the coronavirus stuff, it's obviously been difficult with everybody. But I don't know why, but I like the schedule way more, way more. Like the three classes, or the four classes switching between. Because like my Monday and Wednesday schedules are like my easy classes. And then my Tuesday, Thursday schedule is my harder, harder classes. And it just gives me, like, a break off from my harder classes and then my easier classes. I'm going to have to agree with you there. I mean, as a senior going through the last three years here, I will say that the block schedule has been a lot easier on um, my own academic performance. But I will say that um, that means the teachers often increase the course load, and that's something I really do not like. Yeah, same with our teachers. They just, like, start increasing everything, giving us more. It's kind of annoying, but at the same time, it's understandable. Yeah, I can definitely see your position there. Um, what classes do you think have kind of um, changed the most since um, because of COVID? Uh, probably my English class the most because Mrs. Uh, Reed wasn't there for half the COVID thing. So she was like trying her best to get inside the classroom, but she couldn't because she was still at her, uh, her own home. Yeah, um, we don't have we didn't have a teacher who was permanently remote for a period of time, but our English teacher sometimes has to leave because her um, because her kids or her husband will get in close contact, so they'll have to go home. So we've had portions of the year where we've had to do um, Zoom classes and whatnot. Yeah, but, during the period. And I've also had um, a psychology professor. We had, we have, she, has, she wasn't able to come in in person the entire semester, so we did an entire semester of psychology online, and I know how much of a hassle it can be. 
So we're talking about the downsides of COVID right now. But I want to ask you, and you might have touched on this a little bit earlier with the uh, block scheduling. But I want to ask you, is there anything else you think that has actually improved because of the COVID conditions? No, probably <laughs> getting out of school earlier. That might be it. But nothing really good is coming out of COVID or like there's no plus sides in COVID. Honestly, I want to say the one thing that's improved the most is, you guessed it, the blo- the uh, one-way hallway. <laughs> I, those sometimes get annoying. Like uh, on my Friday schedule, I forget that you don't get you don't have advisory. So I would go past my I'll go past my advisory or my advisory is science, which is down the hallway. But my first the class I need to go to is driver's ed. So I'll go past driver's ed, thinking that I have an advisory on Friday. And then I'll just have to keep going around in the hallways. I, I think the first time that happened to me, I went around, I went up and down the stairs twice because I completely forgot about it. And it was just, I was just like trying to get to my class on time. And then the bell rang. I was just flustered at that point. Uh, yeah. Um, three times a charm, right? <laughs> Unfortunately. Sometimes it's four times <laughs> or five times. But I will say though, I got to ask you. Since you go all around the hallway, has Murray told you to ride the train yet? No, he has not. Really? No. You, the entire semester, he hasn't told you to ride the train once? Nope. On the first day of school, when we came back, I was headed to advisory, and actually, no, I was just in advisory, and I was going to Hucky's room, but I accidentally went back to Kenny's room, and I tried to cut my way back to Hucky because she's the next door over. Murray stopped me in the middle of the hallway, and he goes, ride the train, brother. <laughs> uh, it's... You, you think you would be able to go back, but almost like all the teachers stop you. It's like not their it's not their fault that they have to stop you, but they stop you anyways. And oh, it's just unfortunate. Yeah. So I want to ask you a question, and you might think back to this one. Think back to sixth grade when you started band here. I wanted to ask you about your instrument on the tenor saxophone. I wanted to ask you, um, why did you choose this instrument? What drew you to it? Well, actually, first I started off with the oboe, and that was a fun instrument, but... Over the summer, uh, I really, really badly wanted to be in marching band. Like, I wanted to play in marching band, not, like, be a conductor or anything. So I made the decision that I would go to an alto saxophone, and that was my seventh grade year. And then I enjoyed that. Like, honestly, I had a blast with it. And then at the end of seventh grade year, the Mr. Limpinski asked me if I wanted to switch to a tenor saxophone for the graduate eighth grade graduation because they had no more tenor saxophones. And so that's where I started to pick up the tenor, and then eighth grade came on, and now I'm a freshman with the tenor. So you've had a little bit of a journey yourself. Yeah. I've, uh, I started out with the alto saxophone, and I stuck with the alto saxophone all throughout school. But it seems like you had a little bit of a journey. You kind of got to experience multiple instruments and see what you like the best. Yeah, so I love experimenting with instruments, just the sound they make and stuff. I just want to butt in here that we had a gentleman – who went to high school at Alito High School, and he passed away last year, and he donated all of his instruments, and he was a, a professional musician and donated, I think, like seven or eight horns. He was a saxophone player, and one of the horns he donated was this almost, I mean, don't you think, Colin, almost brand-new yeah. tenor? I mean, it's beautiful. It and is. so I knew Colin was super interested in the horn, and so he's got that tenor to play. And it's just really cool that he gets to play on a high-quality instrument like that because I, I almost didn't give it to him. Yeah, I almost didn't want it. Like, <laughs> I love my own saxophone, but oh my goodness, the sound it made, or the the quality of the sound was just so much better than my old one. And the way you talk about it, it sounds like uh, Apollo's lyre. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you at home who don't know what Apollo's lyre is, uh, the god Apollo in the Greek mythology had a, a a lyre made of gold, and apparently is the most beautiful sounding instrument in the world. Nobody knows that, Griffin. They know it now. I don't know it. They do know it now. This is an educational podcast. Yeah, and I'm educating. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so here's my seventh question for you. Um, it can be hard to think about what comes after high school during freshman year. But as a senior, I can assure you that it flies by a lot faster than you think. It flies by a lot faster than you could possibly imagine. Like, like in your position, you probably think, yeah, right. <laughs> But it seems like only yesterday that I took my first steps into this building as a nervous ninth grade freshman. And now I'm months away from walking past the uh, gym for the last time, hopefully. (laughs) 
So my question for you here is, what do you think you want to accomplish here the most? Like, what do you want to accomplish the most while you're here? What are some goals headed into the future? Well, I want to, I don't, I want to have good friends with everybody, but I want to be like pretty good friends with everybody in our school from like our grade coming down or from other grades coming back up. I want to be known as like a good, not as a, I don't know how to sound like weird in this way, but I want to be known as like the good person. Like, if they need a ride, I'd give them a ride or anything. And then my second thing is I want to be known as the best tenor saxophone player in the school. Those are, so, those are both very, very, um, yeah, th- I like the, both those goals. I like them both. I especially like how you, um, like you could have done anything. You could have said you wanted to be valedictorian. You could have said you wanted to be on the varsity basketball team. But you said the first thing you said was that you wanted to be kind to everyone here. And the best part about that is that it's just a constant effort. Yeah, like all you gotta do is give a little, and sometimes you can get a you can get a lot back. Sometimes, um, I'll tell you what I had a lot of seniors when I was a freshman who were really kind to me, and I have not yet forgot about them. So that's a very that's a very noble goal of yours. I really like that. And as far as tenor saxophone is, yeah, I think you could probably beat uh, beat Satan in the match. Oh. <laughs> Who's Satan? Oh wait, <laughs> Who's Satan? I okay. I thought we were talking about like an actual person who went to the high school, and then now I know. Long ago, Satan went to Mercer <laughs> County High School. Okay, so oh. my last question for you is: A lot of us picked up a new hobby during COVID. Some of us rocked at it, and others sucked and fizzled out. I did the latter. Have you found any new activities or hobbies during this time? Any. Uh. I don't know. I, if I'm being truthfully honest, I sit at home a lot, and so I've started watching a bunch of movies. So I guess binging TV shows and watching movies is a new hobby. But either – or sorry, back to the binging stuff, I think I've watched about, like, 20 TV series, and I I get sad when I finish them because then I have to move on to a second or to another one. And it's hard to find the thing that I like the most about that TV show and in another TV show. But once I start watching another TV show, I probably just can't stop. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you there. That is, nobody ever talks about how hard it is to change shows once you're finished. Like, I just finished The West Wing last week after having spent all quarantine on it and summer. And now it's December. I finished it, and I'm thinking, well, that was a really nice show. I liked the ending. Oh, wait, what's next? There isn't. You Now you're in the show hole. Yeah. <laughs> Colin Melgren, thank you for coming onto the pod, and thank you for sharing your experience as a freshman. Thank you for having me. I want to thank Mr. Ruggles for publishing this podcast, Brennan Fluette for editing, and, and Ms. Bagel and the Soaring Eagles for the sponsorship of our club. Without these people, we would not be able to bring this you this amazing content. Thank you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and until next time, remember to spay and neuter your pets. All right, so there you have it. The fourth episode of the Podcasting Club is coming to a close. Again, thanks once again for tuning in, and we want to thank Miss Lindsay Bigley and the Soaring Eagles program for making this program, Podcasting Club, possible. And we also want to thank Brennan Fluett and all his hard work for doing the editing, and we want to thank you, the listener. Hopefully we'll hear you for the rest of the year and next month in February for our fifth episode of the Mercer County Podcasting Club. Happy New Year and have a great, great day.